Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. The title of today's interview um, is what, Dawn? Connecting with the heart, the power of storytelling. It's important Dawn. business for nonprofits, for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Don Gluskin, thank you. Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. Thank you for having me. Russell, how are you today? You know, it's another fabulous day here in the city of Aurora, Colorado, right by Denver. Uh, things are buzzing. There are people everywhere. And uh, life is generally very good. And it has rained just enough for me to wash the car again. I'm afraid to do it because the sun's back out. And uh, the last time we had rain, I washed my car. He's practicing telling a story, Don. <laughs> I like that. Very nice. Very nice. I, I met uh, Dawn at um, Shannon's been on this program, her Business Acceleration Summit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dawn is also a presenter at CEO Space. And yeah. she. She's gone from zero to 97 in about three seconds. And, uh, her, her sweet spot. Uh, Don, tell us a little bit about your background and why do you do this, this, this? And what is it you do? Tell us a little bit about that and why. Sure. Well, thank you. So, yes, I'm Don Gluskin, and my company is called Bliss Communications. And I help entrepreneurs and, and nonprofits and, and leaders tell their stories that need to be heard in the world. And I do this because it's a really a brilliant, powerful form of marketing. If you want to connect with the heart of your people, if you want to move people, you want to impact people, you have to be a good storyteller. You have to be open and vulnerable. And that's where all the connection and the magic happens. So I teach this and I also work with people one-on-one to help them write their stories, their signature stories, their website copy, all that good stuff and, and really also help them work through their mindset and, and get to the heart of who they are, right? Because sometimes why people don't tell their stories because either they don't think they have a good one, they're not interesting enough, nobody cares, or they're scared to tell it. People are going to judge me. So we work through all that stuff um, as well. And you, you asked how this got to be my message and my mission and uh, that is actually a great story. <laughs> I, um, I always knew I would be a writer when I grew up until the world convinced me I would never make any money doing that. So I went to school for business instead. And that's what got me started in sales and marketing. I've been doing that in some capacity for the last 20 years. And um, my journey took me accidentally into the fabulous, uh, ultra sexy world of selling electronic components. (laughs) I did that for for about 15 years. I was selling uh, semiconductors to Fortune 500 companies, made a lot of good money doing that, started my own business, um, went from zero to three million in revenue in our first two years. And um, I always tell everyone I had five great years in that business. We were open for seven. <laughs> so long, painful story short, um, ended up having to, to shut that business down. We lost a lot of money and just couldn't keep the doors open anymore. We, we uh, had some government regulations come down that affected our bottom line. So I went from zero to 3 million back to zero again and uh, carried like a lot of shame around that. You know, I was like, what, what's next? I went, I had to go back and work for one of my 
old competitors for a while. I tried to get my life together and um, I realized like, two things. One, I was still the same person that achieved all of this stuff in the first place, right? And sometimes we have like a failure happen and we think, you know, all the good stuff we've ever done gets wiped out, but I was, I was still that same person. And I was like, I never wanted to sell electronic components when I grew up anyway. I wanted to write and to help people. So what ended up happening is um, I, I decided to write a, a blog post for the Huffington Post called The Power of Owning Your Story. And the premise was either you own your story or it owns you. And what it owns you looks like is carrying around shame. And oh my gosh, no, I don't want them to find this out about me because then they're going to judge me. They won't like me. They want to want to hire me. Um, so I came out, I told my story and um, two things happened. One, this, that weight, that heaviness was lifted because like the, it, the antidote to shame is vulnerability. I was like, I'm putting it out there. It's no longer a burden. And, and the other thing was people were reading it and were like, oh my gosh, thank you for being so vulnerable. You inspired me to share my story. Um, can I hire you? I want you to write my, help me work, write my story. So that's kind of how my new company was born. And I realized there's a, a big need for that in the marketplace. People want to see more vulnerability, more authenticity. Uh, stories are so powerful. It's a way to connect, make instant um, connection. You know, I, I signed a five-figure contract just from a blog post, which is unheard of typically, right? There's usually many you know, meetings and things that have to take place to get that level of trust, but our stories connect that deeply. So, and here we are now and I'm doing what I love. So that uh, universal two by four over the head when I lost my business was actually a blessing in disguise. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's why I'm now. And I love helping others tell their story. Everyone has their own version of that, their own signature story that helps, helps them connect. That is a powerful reframing. You know, we, 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 um, we let those situations define us and Mm -hmm. those really learning opportunities, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's happening for us instead of to us. And if you can take that on in your life, that simple statement, it's really powerful. And what's the gift in this is what I always ask. What is the gift? Why is this happening? What's the blessing here? You said that you didn't want to sell electronic components when you grew up. Right. Uh, That's one of the differences between men and women. Uh, Men never grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you laugh? Um, <laughs> we, um, we define ourselves in funny ways, don't we? Mm. I, I think you're being transparent and being vulnerable with that story that can in itself inspire a lot of people. So you help people market by defining their language, building their story, building that, that whole image, that, that verbal image. Yes. Attract, attract their market, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what I see a lot of, so when, when people put themselves out there, whether it's on their website, their copy, their message in their emails, their social media, um, a lot of times people are, how do I say this? I, they, they don't put themselves like their whole heart forward, their whole selves forward. So what you end up seeing is some very boring <laughs> sort of bland copy that doesn't tell the story. It doesn't give the readers any, in, like, why do they care? You know, they, they, they're afraid to come out and be who they are, or they don't have the right words to say it, or it's all in their head and it all makes perfect sense in here. And they try to write it and put it out there and, it, and it's just not connecting. And it's, it's not easy to do. 
especially when it's your own story, you've lived your life for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, however long, you know, you've been on this earth, there's a lot that's happened. So it's like, well, how do I take that and all of that and put it into this? And there's something that's going to make sense in my business. So that's a little bit of a challenge for people. But when you get that right, it, it really opens up everything. Why do people feel um, like they can't talk about their story? Why, why do they feel insecure about being able to shell, share a story? Is it that they think they're putting too much attention on themselves? I mean, why don't people embrace this? Yeah, there, there's a few different things. So one is the putting attention on themselves. So when it comes to sharing the highlights or the, the, the big achievements and accomplishments, people, not everyone, but most, a lot of people are humble and they're like, well, I don't want to, you know, come off across as I'm bragging, right? I don't want to be a brag or, you know, they just feel uncomfortable about bragging themselves up, right? So that's, that's one thing that happens. Um, another thing is a lot of people kind of put themselves in a box, like there's this rule book of what you're allowed to say, you know, what you're supposed to do, maybe a coach or a consultant or, or, or wherever they've had a training that's, you know, the 10 things not to do. Or, so we have all these rules throughout our life that become ingrained. So, so there's a lot of confusion around business and personal. And some people, you know, kind of the old school teaching is you keep them separate. They're two different things and you don't, you don't ever overlap them. Well, well now there's a new paradigm in business where it all sort of overlaps. A little more, especially with social media. There's so much transparency out there. Um, there's so much visibility. So if you're a corporation and you have an, an oopsie daisy, <laughs> you can't sweep that thing under the rug. You got to be out there. You got to own it. You have to, um, you know, tell them what you learned, how you're going to be better because of it. So there's that's a new way of doing business. So some people are used to doing business the old way, and they're like, well, I don't. No one cares about me. It's just about the business, but it's all intertwined. And especially with the millennials coming up, the younger generations coming up, that's, they're all about transparency, all about, you know, who am I really spending my money with? Can I trust you? Are you going to do what you say you're doing? And what better way to gain trust than by being open and by sharing your story? There's, there's your story. And there's also the story of the value of the work that your charity is doing. We're talking to clergy, nonprofit leaders, community leaders, uh, yeah. organization chairs, association chairs. So we're talking uh, about people who, and in my experience, organizations are not really good about sharing their story about the impact of their work. Yeah. So there's, there's various kinds of stories that I'm thinking about. When you're, you're raising money, you're talking about the, the, the value of what you're doing and the programs you're doing and, and what, what, why it's important. But it's also important to, um, to describe um, the impact of what we're doing. We're yeah. live today on the Nonprofit Exchange with Don, D-A-W-N. It sounds like I'm saying Don, Don. <laughs> and uh, I just picked up an audio recording, which I forgot because I'm out of space. So I'll pick up the, the balance off of the Facebook feed. But she um, she's an expert because of her experience in life in, in telling and helping people tell a story. And I, I, what I'm hearing, and I'm not sure you've used these words, but I'm hearing you talk about how to create a compelling story that has impact on the listener. And in yeah. the nonprofit world, we're talking about the impact that we have in people's lives. Yes. Think of that a little bit, would you? Yeah. And I think that's, that's a brilliant distinction. So yeah, the story doesn't necessarily all, always have to be about a person. It could be about the movement. It could be about 
what's possible, the, what's, what's possible in the future. So um, I'll give an example. So we, you, you and I were together at a uh, summit, the business acceleration summit this past week, and they had a, a dinner where they were, they always invite a nonprofit. So the nonprofit they invited to this particular uh, award ceremony was um, the children's hunger project. And, and their mission is they, they pack, they collect and pack food um, and they give it out to the teachers at, so they can give it to children at the schools to take home on the weekend. So during the week, they get the, the free lunch or the breakfast to make sure they have food every day. But on the weekends, they go home and they're, they're hungry all weekend. So they started this program to make sure they have meals on the weekends and during the summer um, so that they're always fed. And so if so, an example of what what happens sometimes is a nonprofit might talk about the features of what they do. So the features of what they do would be we collect food, we package it, we give it to teachers and they pass it out. That's kind of telling you the how of what's of what happens. Um, and inside of that, you might you might be like, oh, yeah, that's a worthy cause. I want to get involved. Right. But if you want to bring it to the next level, you bring in the story part of it. You bring in what's possible. And they did a brilliant job of this. They showed a video at the dinner that did a brilliant job of storytelling. And they actually uh, interviewed one of the teachers. And what they said was, was they have a, I think, I forget the number. It was like 3000 children who qualify for this program and that, that need food over the weekends, but they only have currently enough um, money and enough products to feed 1500. So they give the food to the teachers and the teacher has to kind of dish it out and decide who gets a meal this weekend. And so one of the teachers was talking about how heartbreaking it is and how one of the students came up to her and was crying when he found out he wasn't going to get um, a package to take home that weekend. And, be, and he's like, but I need it. I'm going to be hungry. I'm not going to have any food all weekend. And, and she was in tears and like the whole room's in tears because not because then it goes from just, okay, they're collecting food, they're passing it out to, oh my gosh, this is a real person. It makes it real. He's, he's going home without food. And can you imagine going a whole weekend without food. So that's really the power of how you can show your people, connect with their heart of what you're really doing. That is powerful. I do remember. Yeah. That. Um, and they are, and they are raising money. They're not raising enough money. So mm -hmm. I think being in a place like that to be able to accelerate their, their um, level of impact to donors. I'm thinking that there's a number of places that stories could be important. And I'm gonna to toss it to my co-host, uh, Russell David Dennis. He's the good looking one on the other side there. So <laughs> Russell, uh, <laughs> went in Aurora, they made Denver, I'll put Denver on the map, Aurora, Colorado. <laughs> so, so Russell, um, you worked inside of a nonprofit for 11 years, I happen to know. And you were the person that helped them source funding. And so as you're hearing her talk about stories, uh, it, it would occur to me there's more than one place that we need to develop stories. What are some of the things that come into to mind for you? Well, you know, the trouble with stories are kind of a double-edged sword because Don talked about mistakes. I've had challenges. Who hasn't? Mm -hmm. But we get stuck in the stories of a bad experience and that kind of, we drag that around and we can tell ourselves these stories that stick with us, even though they, they're no longer true. And if we're stuck in the wrong story, we give off the wrong vibration. So stories, 
here's the thing. We're telling stories. Nonprofits, you're telling a story, whether that's consciously or unconsciously. So what comes off unconsciously a lot of times is scarcity. Well, you know, we don't want to sound like we don't have any humility. We don't, we don't want to brag. And the fact is, is that nonprofit leaders, these organizations that are serving people are bringing all kinds of value out there. And you're not showing up with your hat in your hand. You know, all of these catastrophes can turn into superpowers when you put them in perspective. When you talk about these catastrophes and they don't have any power over you, people relate to you. It's just like, whoa, okay. It's not some sort of Superman figure that's worth a billion dollars. That's not their experience. They can't imagine being in that place. So it's where does that level of consciousness connect? Heroes are people who others can relate with. They can relate with the, you know, hey, yeah, they've been down. They may be experiencing some of that right where they are at this moment. They're down, they're struggling, they're having a hard time, but you come back. Ordinary people overcome extraordinarily bad circumstances to become heroes. And people people fit into that story. They wanna be a part of that. They wanna relate to that. And so that's how you make that connection and that emotional connection. And, it, you know, vulnerability is a part of that. Vulnerability, vulnerability, transparency, authenticity. They want to know that you're real. Yeah. You know, and people who can relate to you are going to support you. And, you know, it, it took a while for it to sort of work its way back around. But relationships, everything is based on relationships where there's any type of, to be successful in any area of your life, you gotta build good relationships. So where nonprofits are concerned, they tell a story of scarcity. They tell a story of hard times, they pull on the heartstrings. Yes, there's need out there, but when you go out there and your narrative is about, well, you know what? We've gotta have this money because I don't wanna lay these three people off in the back office. They're really nice people. So what you're doing is talking about what you need. What the narrative needs to be on, hey, these are the people we're serving. We're bringing massive value here. Here's how we're making a difference in the lives of people who started at point A. We've moved them to point B with your help. But to move them to point C, we want to partner with you to do this. And what does partnering mean? Well, it could be writing a check, it could mean serving on the board, it could mean volunteering with us, it could mean any number of things, but you have to determine what that is and, and talk to people in a way that resonates with them, find out what matters to them and explain how you're solving a problem for them or bringing them value. Because it's not about you, it's about all of these people that you're serving and the people who are paying for those services. I got to take in some air and get off my soapbox now because my coffee's getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good points. Don, you want to respond to that? Yeah, I think you made a, lo a lot of good points there. So, so first, when you talked about sharing your story, you know, some people, it's a double-edged sword, you say. So there's, there's the story that we have that's in our head that's like controlling us, that's the narrative of our life, the story, if I'm not good enough, if I had only done this, if only, you're right, and it does put off a negative energy. So we, we really have to heal our stories, right? 
That's why, that's what I talked about my blog earlier, the power of owning your story. You either own it or it owns you. So when you, when you just accept the, all the things that have happened, they're just things that have happened. This happened in my life. And, and like you said, how, how could each of these things, if you go back in your life and you look backwards, Ooh. you can almost see how it's all meant to happen and how one thing leads to another and you get stronger, you get smarter. You know, it's, it's, it's how can I leverage this? How can I turn um, you know, my pain into passion, my mess into my message, you know, all, all these, all these things. So, so you, when you do share your story, you want to come from a place of um, inspiration of where you've done the healing. So we're not, we're not telling stories like, um, I want your sympathy, feel sorry for me, you know, telling our sob stories and they're like, okay, what, well, well, why isn't the money pouring in? <laughs> right. It doesn't quite work like that. Um, but, yeah. but you can tell your, your, you know, your failures or your mistakes or the things that have happened, but this is how I healed from it. This is what I learned from it. And people feel empowered by that. And, okay. and they feel like your, your heart. That's why I, I called this the heart, you know, connecting to the heart, because that's what stories do. Yeah. Ourselves in each other's stories. So, so Don, what's, what, what do you find is the toughest part? Of, of bringing somebody from that place where the story's not serving them to because you, you meet them and it's like wow you're doing some crazy good stuff here mm-hmm. but you're you're having a conversation and somehow they're just missing that the incredible power that they have how do you go about shifting them from that place where they might be stuck in that story to recognize and how remarkable they are and how they can actually communicate that in a way that resonates with other people. Yeah. I mean, I would usually do mindset work, you know, my, so mindset and being that we all have beliefs kind of running in the background, these programs that we've picked up on in our, since we were children, you know, from our parents, our family, our teachers, from the TV advertisement, we, we start to get all these beliefs about ourselves, you know, uh, for women, it's a lot with all the advertising about, you know, if you lose, just lose 10 pounds and, you know, everyone's going to love you and you'll be amazing and, and all this stuff. So, so then that, that program because I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. And so everyone has their version of these programs that you've picked up. So, so it's really about reprogramming your own brain, like reprogramming a, a computer. So you, so you have to put in a lot of good data. You have to rewrite it. So I recommend journaling is, is a really good way and all the things you want, you know, I am powerful, I am enough, I am beautiful, I am this, like rewriting things until you believe it. Um, and just every day revisiting and, and when that voice comes up, not giving it power. So the voice in your head is not who you are. And you can just say, you know, the voice says I'm not good enough, but the truth is I am more than enough. I'm a child of God. I am, you know, everything. I'm a pure love, whatever it is. And you just rewrite them. And then moment by moment, when you hear that negative thought coming up, you got to recreate it with a new thought. And uh, that works really powerfully. It takes a little time and some commitment, but you can you can rewire your brain. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. <laughs> so how do you help people who are stuck? You know, we, we then uh, Russell and I deal with people every day who get stuck in a place and you your 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 title own your story or it owns you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good synopsis of how I guess we all get there sometimes and without what you did was have a, a conscious um, a conscious action to say, mm-hmm. no, that's not going to define me because what's mm-hmm. inside me defines me. Not everybody has that ability. 
to do that. So when you find somebody that has a compelling story, but they need to have that kind of breakthrough, how do you help them find that? Yeah. So, so I, let me go back to my, so my story, so I can talk about this now, like how I lost a $3 million company. Like it's what I had for breakfast, right? It's like, Oh, I had, well, I'm on, I had a banana and, and a green juice and you know, I lost a $3 million company. Like it's easy to say now, yeah. but, but, but to be clear at the time, it was incredibly painful. You know, it, it lost all my money. It was in debt. Um, I had to go work for a competitor, which is like the biggest piece of humble pie you could possibly eat. So I could just pay my bills. Um, I had gone from being in the, the, you know, the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times and on the cover of some local magazines and all this, like the hero to like to nothing. And I, I had felt like I lost a piece of my identity. So I was broken, broken. And I, I did a lot of, of the suffering and the why me and the um, you know, what, what did I do to deserve this? And no one's ever going to want to work with me again. And I have peaked, you know, I was like 37 or 35 at the time. And, and I was like, okay, well, this is it. This is the best it's going to get. I peaked <laughs> just downhill from here. Like all that, that was all going on in my head, just to be clear. I did, but, uh, and it went on for a while. It took a, a several months really for me to, to, um, to, to get out of it. But, but what I did is, you know, I just, I called in my support, my people, my angels, and, and had people reflect back to me. And they're like, no, Don, you're still an amazing human being. You're still the person that created a $3 million company at age 30 and just had people remind me of who I was. So I think everyone needs that person or there's people in their life that will be a mirror and pick you up when you're down or remind you who you are. Uh, I think that's important. And, you know, I just did, just did the work, you know, I, to me, it's journaling and meditation, taking care of my body physically, just doing all that work. And, and, you know, sometimes we do get in a rut and that's okay, but just don't stay there. Pull yourself out. Remember who you are. Remember why you're here on earth and what you're here to do and create. So that's what I, what I did. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, my dear, that's wisdom. That's far past your years. Your <laughs> years. That's, that's very rare. A couple of, couple of old guys here uh, <laughs> stop here you know there's an old soul in this body <laughs> well I see that I see that but you're actually accessing it and using it and using it to influence other people yeah. um, so we're, we're at the halfway point and our we, we can talk all day on this stuff but I, I try to keep it under an hour um, so let's go back to the marketing piece and we've talked around it I'd like to just go back we nonprofits which is a stupid word we're, we're, we're talking about instead of uh, for-profit companies for purpose companies or social capital you know charities I like we're, that. we're a tax-exempt company but we uh, we uh, we must embrace um, business principles and one of them is marketing and there's this this whole uh, anti-business thinking that goes on because we start with this nonprofit thing Hmm. Which we dumb down, we think scarcity when really we've, there's abundance uh, out there everywhere, and it's there. It's there for us to utilize because it's not about us. It's about the vision. It's about the good we're doing. And I do find that there's a lot of people that are having trouble making that transition, and they're living in this 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 whole scarcity mindset. So let's go back to talking about the importance of marketing and the importance of having this language piece down. Yeah. So, so marketing, all marketing is, is just the, the vehicle that you're using to get your message out there. It's, it's how you go from 
the purpose, the passion that's in your heart and express it in a way that lands with the hearts of the people that you want to move and inspire and, and get on board. Um, so, so like I was saying earlier, what I, the number one mistake I see people make, and it's, it happens in nonprofits, it happens in small business too, is where people talk about the features instead of the benefits. So the features is, you know, we're going to take your money and we're going to buy this, this, and this with it. And this is, this is what we do. Right, which is important information. I'm not saying people don't need to know that, but what moves people is the benefits. How how is your donation of time or money going to help us change the world together? How are we going to impact these lives together? Using specific examples, the little boy who goes hungry every weekend when he doesn't get his box of food, you know, that's going to inspire someone to open up their wallet and pay and, and donate or, or or give up some of their time on the weekend and help package those boxes. So your marketing message really needs to be about painting the picture of the, of tomorrow, a better tomorrow, a better future. How are we going to make this planet better um, just by you? And you have to empower the, the don't, the donator, you know, empower the person you're talking to and, and reach their heart. And so you make a difference you, by you opening up your wallet or by you donating this time, you know, this little of this much, and this is the effect it's going to have. We're going to feed 10 kids this weekend who would normally be starving and they won't have anything to eat till Monday morning. And you're going to make such a difference in their life and studies show that, you know, whatever it is, like you really have to, to, to bring it home for them, make it real. And that's what storytelling does. So there's a saying that data tells and story sells. And the reasons that story sells is because the stories go to the heart. It paints a picture. You can see it in your mind. You could see like, it's almost like you're taking that money and it's going straight to this little boy versus, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. And hopefully you'll do right with it. You know, you have to show them, show them your heart, show them what's possible. And that's powerful marketing. And it's truth. It's truthful marketing too. There's no gimmick. It's just, it's just speaking truth. So do you, do you um, work with people in a, a done for you kind of work or do you teach people how to do it or both? I do both. I do both. Yeah. Yeah. So I have digital programs that, that'll teach you how I actually have a free, um, a free offering on my website. that's called brand story mastery. And it walks you through the steps of telling your, your powerful brand story. So you can go to bliss, B L I S S E D communications.com and, and download that for free. Um, and then I have other levels and then, then one-on-one, a lot of times people are like, can you just write this for me? <laughs> I don't like writing. It's so hard to do. Can you just do it for me? And then we do that as well. Yeah. And I've heard testimonies about the, the work that you've done for people, the, the conference where we were last week. Um, Shannon was talking about how powerful your story was to help get the message across and how, because it was a good story, it was picked up by more media. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the other piece. We don't, we don't really know how to do things. So what Russell and I try to do is we try to convince leaders, no matter where they are, to hire somebody that's better than them who can get the job done and it's hard getting over the hump of we're spending money we don't have no Mm -hmm. you're investing in a process to generate more capital yeah Yeah. so speak to that the uh the the story we've talked around that too the impact of that story and as i'm thinking back over specific situations i've worked with charities that have hundreds of stories and they have not written up a one of them. Mm. So yeah, they're people, sitting on a gold mine. They are. So I'm yeah. thinking, um, it, so it's blessed, B-L-I-S-S-E-D communications.com. Yes. Yeah. And I'm guessing your blog is there too? 
Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So they go there and they can they can get the whole thing. What's um, so so there's a there's a a problem here that we're addressing is that there's a system missing. And yes, it's a marketing system, but it's it's also we're we're sharing the impact of our work with people who could make a difference. We're creating a legacy in, yeah. in doing this work, and we would like this legacy to go on. If I'm a founder of a nonprofit, I'd like it to go on past my lifetime. Mm, yeah. And, and and so it's it's to everybody's benefit that we tell the story. Yeah. Um, and so let's let's talk about systemically what in the the program that you have for free could a nonprofit leader if they wanted to get some board members or some volunteers to be the primary writers mm-hmm. is that is that a head start for them to get their head around the way they can write and what they can write about Yes, absolutely. It's because I, I really try to simplify the process. You don't have to be like a write like you don't have to be I'm a good writer like you don't have to be that to to do this process. And I call it actually the three C's of storytelling. And the first C is clarity. The second C is uh, creativity. And then the third C is connecting, connecting the dots. So, so with clarity, you want to know exactly who are you talking to and like, who is your ideal? So I say ideal client when I'm working in the business, but your ideal volunteer, your ideal donor, who are they? What, what's, what gets them excited? What are they passionate about? What keeps them up at night? You know, you really want to know who you're talking to because that makes all the difference. You, when you write your copy, you want it to be like the person reading it is like, oh my God, how did you get in my head? That's how you know you've, you've hit it. You've done the right copy. Um, so another mistake I'll talk about that I see happens a lot is people are, are too generic, too vanilla, whatever you want to call it, because they want to talk to everybody. Like, we don't want to exclude anybody. I don't want to just write to moms or just to business owners or just, I want to, I want everybody to be my customer or everybody to be part of this. And, and for some, you know, companies that might be kind of true, but, but usually it's not. Usually you want to like really hone in on who, who, who is the most powerful, impactful person to connect with your organization. And that's who you're talking to. And then naturally you'll pick up some other people outside of that. But what happens when you're talking to everybody is you're talking to nobody because nobody is so moved. Nobody is like, Oh my God, how'd you get in my head? You're, you're reading my mind. This is just what I was thinking. Or this is what runs through my head at night at three in the morning when I can't sleep where we're, we're meant, I have to pick up my phone and call you or you want to inspire people that way. And you, you won't be for everyone. And that's, and that's okay. Um, so being really clear about who that person is being clear on why, what is your why? Why do you care so much about this? Why are you, you know, nonprofit leaders, especially a lot, it's a lot is grueling work trying to get up and running. You know, it takes a lot. It's, it takes a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort, and you don't always see the results right away. So why would anyone want to do that? It's because you want to better the world. You want to better humanity. So expressing that um, is super important. And also being clear on why, why you, how you do it different. Why are you the one to lead this movement, to lead the charge. You want to be able to express that too. So just getting clear on what I call all the foundational pieces of messaging. So once you have that clarity piece, then you can move to the creative piece. And the creative piece is, okay, well, what stories can we tell? Whether it's your own personal story of why you started the nonprofit, whether it's the stories of the lives you have affected, the before and the after, you know, the person that was living on the street and they worked with you and now they have a house and a job and whatever it is, or, you know, just that, that creativity. So compiling a list of stories and then connecting it, connecting the dots, putting it all together. 
what stories can I tell that make sense to connect with this audience and, and move this mission. And so there's a little finesse, but I, I, I walk everyone through it, but that's really it. That's how you simplify it. Um, but the biggest, biggest piece of it that, that a lot of people miss the mark on is the clarity piece. Who are you talking to? Why you? What do you do differently? Um, if you can nail that part of it, the rest kind of falls into place. Yeah. You know, Dawn, if that was easy, everybody would be doing it. <laughs> so they, they need to have, uh, you know, I needed guidance for that mm. type of stuff for myself and, and uh, in shaping my business, reshaping it. I'm still doing some reshaping because there are things that I need to do. And uh, some people, you know, a lot of times we don't know what we don't know. Oh yeah. And, uh, but it's really with nonprofit leaders, you know, people look at, look at several bottom lines. Uh, what are the outcomes that people are having that ultimate impact? What, mm -hmm. how are you moving them to it? And what are you spending? So, you know, the majority of that work isn't going to fit neatly on the on a, a income statement or a pivot table. Right. It just doesn't. And so storytelling can become a, a big piece of how you measure what's going on. And the best people to have tell stories are the ones who are getting their services. Yeah. I started here. I, went, I was working with Nehemiah Foundation. After a couple of years, I'm in this different place. And so that's really powerful is that movement. This is the thing you're not going to get looking at a report. Real human beings. You know, I, this, this work that you mentioned that I did was with a Native American tribe. <laughs> hmm. And you get people that walk in and they might walk in for one thing, but, you know, having got to know the families, uh, it's almost like I know where all of the, the bones are buried. And it's kind of like, there's not a person in front of me. Num there's not a number in front of me. There's a person right. who I know, who I've gotten to know personally. So you understand that. And that's powerful, that connection and making sure that your donors and other supporters understand that. But what's important to them? And, and tell that story. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not everybody's flavor, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I know other people and there are other people who are better fit. Uh, and this is where collaboration uh, can be very important. So uh, in terms of, of collaborating or building collaborations, you probably run in the, in the people that you work with, who you told stories and uh, kind of crossed your mind that, well, you know, these guys are doing the same thing that these other folks across town are doing. Maybe there's some synergy uh, have you found yourself in some situations like that? And, and uh, what, what things come to mind when you think of those type of situations? Oh, yeah. So I'm big on collaboration. Um, that's what they teach at the, the Business Acceleration Summit that we're at and where Hugh is right now at CEO Space. It's all about collaboration. And, and I think that we're really moving as a, the human species away from the competitive model and into the collaborative model because it's one earth, one, one human species. And, you know, there's really no competition anyway. We're all here to cause and cause something, right? Whether you're in a for-profit business or whether you're running a, a social business, as you mm -hmm. call it, 
um, you know, we all have a, a reason, a purpose, a passion, and you can always connect with other people to, to help bring that mission further when you kind of take the ego out of it. And it's like, what's the best for the humanity? Yeah. And also what's the best for the bottom line? Because whether you're a for-profit business or even a nonprofit, you still have people to pay. You've got payroll. So you have to make sure it's the best for the bottom line. But, you know, we're better together. There's, there's opportunities to, to uh, you know, when the synergy is right, to collaborate. And that, and that happens all the time. I love connecting people, you know, it's like, Hey, you need to meet so-and-so and you might be a great fit. And I love when to see like projects take off from introductions like that. And, and I love collaborating with others too. So, you know, I do storytelling. So I have uh, partnerships with people that do visual branding. So they do like logos and um, websites and things of that nature. And then I do the, the brand messaging. So that's a good fit. And we pass clients to each other, but but any nonprofit that's listening to this, there, there might, there's might be potential of that. If you think outside of the box, instead of trying to do it all yourself, how can you collaborate and be better together and make both missions go further? Yeah. It's a great way to look at the world and opportunities pop up when, when you ask for it. So one of my daily prayers is, you know, um, please guide me to the people, places and things that'll help me grow into my best self and be of the most service. And then just people just keep popping up in my world. So like you and, and many other wonderful people. So it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I've got myself mixed up with Hugh. Next thing I know, I'm all mixed up with Shannon. And it's yeah. just, you know, there's, there's a cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't been the same since. And, yeah. Uh, and Mike attracts like too. So we're all sort of, you know, <laughs> in the same game. Yeah. It's so intense. Beautiful. It's yeah. so intense for us. You can hardly count your blessings, right? <laughs> well, yeah, now, you know, my blessings are coming at a rate of speed that I have to get my calculator out. That's, okay. <laughs> That's a good well, problem to have. If you put down and pick up the calculator, you know you're moving in the right direction. Doing something right, right. yes. Yeah, that's that's too much for my age and mental condition, Russ. You know what an advocate is. That's just um, fun to remind of people how long you've been around. Yeah. Most of the people watching this broadcast probably don't know right off the top of their head. What hey, I know what an abacus is. They still use them. My daughter's in Montessori school. They have an abacus in her classroom. Oh, right. So. There's, a, there's a fantastic <laughs> of education. That's a wonderful model. In fact, I have a friend here that's looking at creating a Montessori school that's different than anything. Uh, Our education system is another rant for another program. Mm. Yeah, Montessori is a great, great uh, model. I love it. Uh, Well, um, there's a lot of themes that we've we've touched on here. We're coming to the last uh, part of our interview. Um, There's um, um, there's, there's there's a place where people can step up their perform their performance level here and and it's for a number of reasons it's not just for funding and you've already pointed that out there's we want board members we want volunteers we want to get press for what we do and i mourn at the amount of good work that charities are doing and they're not publicizing it mm-hmm. and, and so part of our job russell is to help people <clears throat> create the space so they feel like they have time to do it and or be able to delegate it out. And that's really the, the bottom line is to, to be able to find somebody in the organization that, that manages publicity, PR, communications. Maybe we need a, a corporate storyteller inside of our organization. So Russell, what um, we get another couple of questions before we, we round out this, inter, this really interesting interview. 
what are you thinking? What do you want to ask her to share with us at this point? Well, you know, I think that it's really powerful to tell stories. And when you create a culture of storytelling, and I'll, I'll just ask Dawn if that makes any sense. How do you create a culture of storytelling so that you've got other people talking about it? Because that's where the juice is. That's where the power is. This is what makes businesses want to get involved because your work is so good that other people are recommending you and telling stories. How do you create that kind of a culture so that people just kind of step into it and, oh, this is just how we roll. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so just a real simple answer that's actually super powerful (laughs) is just to ask. And I think sometimes we forget to just ask whether it's for testimonials or share your experience, you know, we just think, well, if they wanted to share, they would, I don't want to bother them. Let them, if they want to share, they'll do it. But, but that's not always the case. People have good hearts, good intentions, but they're busy. They have a lot of stuff going on. And, but when you just express how much it means to you, you know, it would mean a lot to our organization. We, we, we helped you and we supported you and we, we helped you get from A to B. And if you could just share a little piece of your story, if you could just go put a testimony on our website, if you could, you know, whatever it is, that would mean so much because by you, you doing that, we're going to be able to help so many other people. Um, and that simple ask is really powerful. And then people will do it. They'll always do it if you ask them. So, so that's the easy answer. And then if you want to get a little fancier with it, you could build some sort of incentive around it, you know, contest, or, you know, you can have people, um, you know, on Instagram post pictures and do hashtags and, and, run contests where people get prizes and you have sponsors and you could get a little fancier with it and get some buzz going that way. But, but the simple answer is just ask and and tell people like, Hey, you know, if you do this, just by you sharing your story, you're going to help 10 other people or a hundred other people. Um, and there's a lot of power in asking. So, so don't, don't, uh, don't don't dismiss that because it sounds too easy because <laughs> it really is that easy. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Instagram, now that you've brought it up, what is that i have shamelessly quoted you on instagram oh. or it will own you wow you're quick that was good he's got skills he's creating memes while we're talking <laughs> what is your instagram i'll have to make yeah. sure i'm following um, Don? yes sir um we're having some technical issues on my side. I'm sorry, the Wi-Fi just kind of drops out every now and then. But yeah. um, you're you're saying ask people, mm-hmm. and I find that people need a template, some sort of mm-hmm. format. Yeah. Whereas we're writing our, our story, is there are there suggested? How, how do you how do you, when you there's a piece of music, there's a form. You know, you got your theme, right. your variations. You come back to the theme. A piece of art or sculpture, you see the form. Is there a form piece? for the, the story, but you also asked for testimonies. Do we need to give people some guidelines? What, what do we, we want them to talk about results and that's not really normal for people to think. That right. Way. Yeah. So that's a great question. And, and this is what I do. And, and again, I just try to make it as easy for people as possible. So maybe they wrote an email that was praising our work together, or maybe inside a conversation, they said something to me that was, you know, uh, since working with you, I, you know, I doubled my income or what, you know, when people say stuff like that to you, 
write it down or just ask on the spot. Like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Do you mind if I use that as a testimonial? And then say, I'll write it for you and I'll send it to you. And all you have to do is approve it. And then we'll put you on the website or whatever it is. Um, or, or maybe you have, you can go back in your emails and you might have stories from people, you know, if you go back in your emails for the last year or two years or six months or whatever it is, and you can start pulling those out and be like, Hey, you share this amazing story with us. Do you mind if we share it with our people or do you mind sharing it publicly or so? Yeah, you, you can help them in that way. But, um, if you, if you're looking for like a template, you know, it's just like some simple questions to ask or what was life like before we started working together? What were you suffering with? What were you struggling with? And then what was it like working together? And what is life like now? That's the simplest format before, during, after, you know, before we got together, my life was hopeless. I was living on the streets, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm, you know, I've got all my dreams are coming, whatever it is. Right. So that simple kind of template. So people can see that the before and the after that's as easy as it gets. But if you can do the work for people, email it to them. Can I share this? Get their approval. That's that's the easiest way. Yeah. Or that method is popular with quotes for books as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah make it easy for people. People want to help you, but sometimes you do have to make it easy for them if you want to get the most help. <laughs> so I'm checking. Are you are you hearing me? Yes. Looking the audio. Um, we're gonna let you have the last word in this interview. You've given us tons of perspective changing, useful information on how to proceed. Um, I want to ask you to see it's, it's um, list B L I S S E D communications.com. It's your website. Yes. We're going to, we're going to let you have the last word and give people a final thought, a tip, um, a challenge. Uh, I want to do a message about our sponsor. We are able to do these podcasts and some of our other programs because Center Vision Leadership Foundation has sponsors. And our sponsor for this this session is Word Sprint. Sprint as in fast. Word Sprint. Word Sprint prints nonprofit performance 360 magazine and they mail it. And the way we stay in touch with our tribe is to do mail mail. And there are programs that, that WordSprint has for, for nonprofits that have touch points, the regular rhythm to the right person with the right message. That's where, that's where you come in. Maybe there's a place you can play in helping people create their message mm -hmm. for these communications. So there's touch points that we stay in touch with the people who've given the money, and we talk about the impact of that money. So um, WordSprint, the whole staff there, uh, Bill Gilmer and his staff will be happy to consult with you and share the research they've done over decades about the impact of mail mail. It gets in their hands. It's a piece of print. And I don't know about you guys, but I get way too many emails and I miss way too many emails. Mm -hmm. Consequently, I miss too many messages. And those people who we want to stay in touch with, it's not worth risking the fact that they may not open that mail. But if we put it in their hands and it looks attractive, they're going to open it. Wordsprint.com. It, it, they, they are a company we use and we recommend. So go and check out wordsprint.com and see how that will help you deliver your message. So Don, uh, this has been really informative for me. And Russell, I don't know about you, but when I hear guests like this giving us best practices, I go back to myself and think about, hmm, here's a place I need to upgrade. What about you? 
it's always about upgrading, always about learning. I've always got things uh, that I'm, I'm talking to people. You know, you've heard me say before, and I've been doing a lot more purposeful networking and, and getting mixed in with people in the city. And I've met a lot of people over the last month. And I'm often fond of saying when I'm in the room and I look around and it occurs to me that I'm the smartest guy in the room, I run like hell to find another <laughs> room. <laughs> because there's just so much, there's so much <laughs> genius out there. Everybody's unique and got their own unique gifts. And I can learn so much. And the more that I learn, the more that I have to share. And we circulate this. And by obeying the law of circulation, we're giving, receiving, we're growing, we're expanding. And uh, that's really the way to go. And everybody's got a story. But how do you tell it? Having somebody that can help you shape that story, that's your mojo. That's your mojo. Because you start telling it, you get good with it. And it just becomes like gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and my final yeah. words and my mm-hmm. advice for people, I was just going to say, stay visible. You know, if you're the best kept secret, all the heart in the world, people can't help you. So, so get your message out there daily, you know, whether you're on social media, email, whether you're you know, like you were saying, you could be uh, what we call snail mail, but it's actually making a comeback. Cause like you said, the emails get so, um, clogged up now, writing blogs, writing articles, you just get yourself, be out there, do videos, podcasts, whatever it is, be visible, keep talking, you know, even till you're tired of hearing your own voice, keep talking. Uh, people are going to connect with your message. And, and, you know, if you want a challenge, a challenge would be go back and think it, one of two things, share either your personal story of why you started your nonprofit, what, 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 what makes you mad in the world so much that you had to start a nonprofit to solve this problem. Talk about that. Let your passion, let your emotion come out in it. People are going to connect with that. Or talk, tell the story of someone whose life you've affected, the before and after and what that's like and, and let the emotion flow. And share it with your people. You know, they're going to love you for it. And, and if you need help with all of that, then you can definitely reach out to me and I'd be happy to uh, support you. I'm Don Gluskin, um, the only one. So Google me on social media. I'm just D-A-W-N-G-L-U-S-K-I-N and blissed. B-L-I-S-S-E-D communications is my website. So let's connect. <laughs> and thank That's you gracious, so much. Gracious invitation. Thank you for the value that you brought to our listeners. Thank you for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you guys. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.